Hey, 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 it's your girl BG coming back to you one more time from the Village Keepers. I am here. I'm so glad you're here. Um, What's been going on in everybody's world? I mean, I know we can't see each other, but we can still have a conversation, right? And just do a little update, do a little recap, right? So, what's been going on in everybody's world? I know for me, it's just been heavy on with the kids, just everything. Whatever you could think of, that's what I've been heavy on. Heavy on the mothering with the kids. So, yeah, I am super excited to jump into this podcast. It in my opinion, it's just me. I might be a little biased because it is my podcast. <laughs> but I really think this is going to be a great topic. So the title of my podcast today is called Trigger Happy. So for some of us who may have heard that terminology before or that expression, like, don't be trigger happy, like, uh, you know, dude is like kind of trigger happy with his fingers you know we might have heard those type of terminologies in different environments um, from different crowds of people but we all knew if you had some knowledge to or have been exposed to certain lifestyles you know what it means when a person says don't be trigger happy So I'm going to give the definition of trigger happy, okay? Trigger happy, irresponsible in the use of firearm. Inclined to shoot before clearly identifying the target. Inclined to be irresponsible in matters that might precipitate war. And here's the one that kind of got me, y'all. Aggressively belligerent in attitude okay and so you're probably wondering okay brandy trigger happy i get it you broke down the definitions you've you know told us what that means but why are you talking about being trigger happy well i'll tell you why um not too long ago guys i'm just i'm gonna just take this moment to be very transparent with you um not too long ago i found myself being triggered um by a few people um we were in this group message group discussion if you will and um something was said to me um And it was very, like, embarrassing. Um, And it triggered me. It it triggered me. Um, Now, I did not, like, snap, crackle, and pop. Thank God for deliverance. Thank God that he's brought me uh, a mighty long way. Um, But on the inside, y'all, it really had me, like, in this place where I'm like, okay, I'm 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 done with that and I'm done with them and I'm not talking to them anymore. We're not like I was in that place and I'm just being honest. Um and I had to ask myself, 
why does this particular uh, subject or matter always trigger me? Like, why do I always feel like I'm so defensive um, when it comes to certain matters? Um, and we all can feel that way, I'm sure. <clears throat> but I did. Um, and as I was pondering and as I was um, just kind of reflecting on the conversation and my response and their response and all these different things. I'm like, God, like what is happening? Because I just feel like I was pretty much ambushed. I feel like I was just totally ambushed, uh, attacked like swiftly. Like it, it, it had me feeling like a number of different ways. Um, and then I, I heard trigger happy. Trigger happy, trigger happy. I kept hearing it. So let me explain to you a trauma trigger. I'm going to give you that definition too. It is a psychological stimulus that prompts involuntary recall of a previous, of a previous like traumatic uh, um, incident or something that's taken place. Um. Anything that reminds someone of previous trauma is a trigger. Okay. So I'm going to be really transparent. Um, when I was a child, there were adults in my life that would um, wait until there was a room full of people. Um, and then they would uh, talk about the things wrong that I did in school or they would harshly um uh, uh, verbally abuse me in front of them or harshly discipline me in front of them. Um, and that brought a lot of um, embarrassment to me. Um, and it would make me feel like guilty and shameful to the point where I didn't want to come around people after that had happened. So then there was some isolation. So these things happened to me when I was a child. So when this particular conversation started, it was like the blast session, like we're going to put you out there. We're going to talk about the things that we think you did wrong. Um, yeah, because I felt um, embarrassed and I felt guilt, guilty and shameful, I knew that I was being triggered. Okay. That was an automatic um, because even my responses after that allowed me to know that I had been triggered. Okay. And so I, I wanted to talk about trigger happy today because I think it is important for us as men, women, teenage children, whoever. Um, I think it is very important for us to be able to identify um our triggers. Um, and we have to be able to pay close attention. So I'm going to bring um, the five W's and H's um, into this. But let me just say this first. When you're triggered, you can experience strong emotions of anger, fear, anxiety, sadness, numbness, feelings of out of control, you uh, may isolate, you may argue, you may shut down emotionally, or you may become physically aggressive. These are all things, not 
not all things, but these are some of the things that can happen when you are triggered. And so this podcast is to encourage you to be able to look at your triggers, know when you're being triggered so that you are able to produce a different response when you're triggered. Now, that's not easy and that takes time. But the more that you're able to identify your triggers, the more you could be like, oh, okay, my body's feeling kind of hot. I think I'm being triggered or taunted or provoked. I mean, all those things happen too, but we're going to, we're going to focus on trigger happy today. Um, so that you're able to produce a better response mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, because it all goes hand in hand, right? Okay. So remember I said earlier, one of the first, uh, definitions of trigger happy is to be irresponsible in the use of firearm. Now I'm going to ask you, what is your firearm? Like we know that that's a gun as far as trigger happy goes, but in your own personal life, what is your firearm? Well, your firearm is your response. That could be verbally, emotionally, spiritually, Physically, it's your response. So what happens right before you get trigger happy? Now, I'll be honest. In the past, what would happen right before I would get trigger happy? I I literally, my whole insides begin to get hot. And I can literally just feel my whole body tense up. Like it gets really, really tight. Okay. So as I'm maturing and as I'm growing, when I can feel that tightness in my body or like my insides kindling, I know that, okay, Brandy, you got to like, I don't know. You got to hang up the phone and tell this person you're going to call them back or you need a moment or Brandy, like it might be in the nick of that moment where I have to be like on the inside, help me, Jesus, help me, Lord, to come back down. Okay, so you have to be able to identify what is happening uh, before you're triggered and then you have to be able to look at the five W's and the H, okay? We learned that in school. Who, what, when, where, why, how, okay? So you have to be able to apply that to identifying your triggers, okay? Who triggers you? Because this is very important because maybe not everybody triggers you. It may be certain family members, it may be that one coworker on your job. It can be a complete stranger just using the wrong tone of voice. You get what I'm saying? So who triggers you? Right? It can, it can, and this is where you got to be honest with yourself. Because the ultimate goal is healing. 
the ultimate goal is maturation. The ultimate goal is to find different ways to cope and deal and respond. Y'all, it's a process. One of my sister pastors, I love her to death. She says that all the time. It's a process and she always says, here I grow. So we're going to grow through this, but we're going to learn how to identify some of our triggers. Okay, it's 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 a process. Okay, so keep that in your your mind while we talking about everything that we talking about today. It's a process. So who triggers you? Okay, what triggers you? You may be triggered by put down. You may be triggered by accusations, lies. Uh, For myself personally, anytime that I feel like it's an open forum or discussion and the person has intent to bring shame, guilt, and embarrassment, that triggers me. Um, You may be triggered when you're trying to explain something and a person cuts you off. That may trigger you because you might have grown up in a in a home where you where you weren't able to use your voice or advocate for yourself or even just speak in general. So if you have not dealt with that and you're in a conversation and a person cuts you off mid sentence, that may trigger you. Right. So we have to be able to identify what triggers us. Okay. And then when do you feel like you're being triggered? Okay. You may feel like you're being triggered when you feel like you're not being heard. When you, when you don't know what you're going to do, that, that sense like you're losing control, that may trigger you. You, you may feel triggered when you feel like your back is against the wall, when it, when it kind of feels like everything is coming for you. Everybody is coming for you. You know what I mean? In that open discussion that I told y'all about, it literally felt like everybody on there was like really coming for me at the same time. But what I can testify to is that I thank God that I didn't, um, like snap and cuss everybody out or snap and and respond in a negative way like even though I was triggered y'all I know that God was with me because I was able to like really maintain emotion and keep my cool okay so your response is everything it really is and then why do you feel triggered And it could be because it makes you feel unworthy when people say some of the things that they say to you. That may literally um, speak to, I don't know, like an insecurity that you have in yourself. It can make you feel unworthy. It can make you feel like you're not good enough, not accepted. There's a lot of whys to why we get triggered. But while you're digging and trying to discover your own five W's and H's, you got to be able to understand why you're triggered. Okay? Why is it important 
to identify those triggers. One, so that you don't become trigger happy. Okay, remember the definition I gave earlier. When we're triggered, we can possibly empty the clip on the wrong person. Okay, and let me explain that a little bit. So, have you ever been triggered by something, for instance, that somebody said? I'm, I'm trying to give scenarios to break it down so that you guys can understand. But let's just say you're at work and your coworker just literally just takes you off. And you get triggered. But you at work, so you like, I ain't, I ain't going to act a fool up in here because I need my job, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of carry around what they said all day. You kind of carry around their demeanor and carry around their disposition. And you're carrying this in the car on your way home. And, and you're carrying this to Walmart. And, 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 and then you get home and kids are just being kids. And one of the kids spill a drink on the floor and you just lose it. Right? That is what I mean when I say that you can empty the clip on the wrong person. If we don't be able to identify our triggers and find a way to respond to them differently. Okay? So that was my example of emptying the clip on the wrong person. Someone may have meant well in something that they said and something that they did. But however, because you got trigger happy, everyone in your path gets hit because you're triggered, right? Trigger happy. And so this is why for me personally, me being able to identify my triggers has been um, very eye-opening because, again, everybody on your path can get hit because you literally have not learned how to respond differently to the trigger, okay? So I just want to put that out there. Um, so by your attitude, your anger... Your anxiety, your belligerence, you know what I'm saying? Because of those things, somebody's getting hit that may not need to get hit, right? And so when you feel triggered, okay, this is the part that I really want y'all to grasp. I really want you to take this in, okay? When you get triggered by a person, what they say, what they do, what they project on you, what they deflect on you. Come on now. When you get triggered, your target is not the person. Okay? That, like, for me, y'all, I'm going to tell y'all, that has been liberating on so many levels in this season of my life. Okay? Because we want to respond to the person. Like, I know you didn't say that to me. No, they didn't. But whatever is influencing them did. Okay? So this is, this is a Christian podcast. So we're going we gonna to talk about spiritual things. And in Ephesians 6.12, what does the word of God say? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Put on the whole armor of God so that you might be able to 
withstand the wild, stand the wiles of the devil. Right? Ephesians 6.12 covers that. It is not that person. Okay? Your target is not them. Okay? So keep keep that in your memory Rolodex. Okay? Y'all, I say okay a lot on my podcast. Y'all pray for me that I get that okay and that, that mm-hmm, you know, pray for me that, that I get some of those out of my vocabulary on this podcast. Here I grow, okay? And I just did it again. All right. Sometimes you got to hit that thought, hit that emotion, hit that comment that they made with prayer and the word, Okay? This is when we have to develop target practice, okay? Because our our natural response is to check the person that tried to check you. Our natural response is to try to come for the person that came. No, 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 no. When you start developing your target practice, when that negative thought comes up where you're like, oh, I don't feel good about myself, you got to hit that in prayer. When you begin to recall those mean and hurtful things that people said, you got to hit that with the word. Hit it with some accountability partners. Call your life coach when you ain't too hot. Call your your pastors. Call your therapist. You got to be able to start doing target practice differently. Okay? You got to, we have to develop target practice as we're going through this because this is for the saints. We are in spiritual warfare, okay? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against what? What does it say? Powers, principalities, darkness of the rulers of this world spiritual wickedness in high places we're dealing with these things in the spirit realm y'all principalities is a real thing like some of the reason why these conversations be going left and they jacked up and and people start getting confused and everybody man that's a principality period period and we got to know how to respond differently to that I don't even know why the Lord let me go that way, but amen, period. A lot of that stuff we dealing with on, on, on that low grade scale is principalities. That kind of stuff deals with your mind. See, that emotional stuff, that, that mentals, it's a principality. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. There I go with K again, y'all. Now, listen. Who really wants to trigger you? Listen to what I'm saying. Who really wants to trigger you? That would be who else? The enemy. Okay? The enemy is the accuser of the brethren. Okay? If he know that you're sensitive 
about your kids or about your parenting, if he knows that you're sensitive about your body image, if he knows that you're sensitive about your past, you might have been like myself and been a fornicator and an adulterer in your past. If he knows that those are sensitive areas for you, if he knows that you're sensitive about your family, your finances, whatever it is, he going to hit that. That's his target. Right. He's going to literally poke that, poke at that and torment you and and, and aggravate you and, and, and literally really keep it real. Just try to piss you off. My spiritual father used to tell me all the time, Brandy, the enemy knows how to piss you off. And he used to make me so mad when he said it, but it was it was true. It was real. Okay. <laughs> he did. And he does. Because he's the enemy and he's doing his job. Okay. No gratification in that, just facts. So we have to develop target practice. When we can identify our triggers, who, what, when, where, why, this is how we get to execution, okay? Because the word of God says, for our weapons are not carnal. And let me put a pin in that right there. Carnal is pertaining to or characterized by the flesh or the body. Passions, appetites. Uh, sensual, carnal pleasures, merely human, worldly, secular. Okay? My God, get into this, y'all. So if the weapons of our warfare are not human, worldly, secular, we cannot respond that way. Okay? Because, listen, y'all, BG on the Village Keepers, I'm telling you, in my in my flesh, in my old man, you did something to me, I'm going to get you. May not be today, may not be tomorrow, but I'm going to get you. BG in her old self and her flesh. I Listen, if that was an old man that would have responded to that, that group text or whatever it was. Girl, sir, ma'am. OBG in her flesh, I would have been ignorant, cussing, trying to pull up on somebody. But we have to develop target practice. You got to hit it differently. Okay? And when we use target practice, it's, it's not carnal. Hallelujah. It's not carnal. It's not carnal. Can I say that to you again? It's not carnal. Your target is not that person. Your target is not that person. And it is not a carnal response. It's not a carnal weapon. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Target practice. Okay. I got a question. Then I'm going to wrap it up, y'all. I'm trying to be timely, too. So, Have you ever, like, said something to a person and 
and then they it kind of felt like they let out like 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years of like emotional suppression. And you're like, geez, where did that come from? You ever had that moment with a person? Or you could have been that person. Like, let's just talk about it from both spectrums. You could have been that person. And you like, whoa, where did that come from? That is a prime example of being trigger happy. You hit it, I'm going to let it out. Right? So, (coughs) y'all, excuse me. That's all I got. Like, trigger happy. I may do another series. I I think I'm going to do trigger happy in a series, y'all. If you have watched, uh, not watch, (laughs) this is not Netflix. (laughs) If you have listened to trigger happy, shoot me a little response and let me know if you would like to hear this in a series. Um, I think I'm going to go live with this today, y'all. But I definitely wanted to bless my podcast listeners first because it's so important. Um, but if you got my personal number, my Facebook, my Instagram, my email, whatever, and I think there's a way that you can even respond on like Spotify and Anchor too, you know, send me a little via response and say, series, I'll know what you mean. I think I'm gonna do trigger happy in the series. So I'm so glad you guys came to Village Keepers today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I will see you again soon on the Village Keepers. Hello, hello, everybody. It's your girl, BG, Brandy Green, coming back to you one more time from the Village Keepers. I am here. I'm sitting at my table, y'all. I'm actually looking outside. Um, For some of us who live where I live, y'all know it has snowed. It's a snow day. The kids are at home. We're all chilling. But I'm just sitting out my out. I'm sitting inside looking outside at the snow. And I must say, um, for like the first time in like years, I just think it's beautiful. Um, so after this podcast, I'm going to get me and my son dressed and we're going to go outside and we are going to play in the snow, maybe make a snowman, snow angel, um, just throw it at each other, whatever. It's one of those days y'all, but I'm here, um, and I'm back for a part two to trigger happy. Um, the title of this podcast is going to be called the B word. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know some of y'all tapped in because y'all thought I was going to be talking about that other B word, but the B word that I have today is boundaries. Say it with me, boundaries. So um, listen, y'all, I've gotten a lot of great feedback from Trigger Happy. So everybody who has given me feedback, has given me their thoughts. Um, A lot of people said it was a really good podcast. I think it was one of my best. I've actually erased some old podcasts that I did before that. So Trigger Happy was like that, that breakthrough, like that bust in the podcast for me. I've gotten a lot of great feedback from Trigger Happy. And I'm so happy because that came from a real place for me, y'all. 
everything that I told you guys from Trigger Happy Part 1 were things that I actually had to walk through, things that I had to experience, things that I had to glean from and learn from. So it it was just a great podcast, I'm, and I'm so happy about it, and I give God all the glory. He's the only one that gets the glory from my podcast anyway. Um, so I'm just going to give a real quick uh, recap. If you didn't catch Trigger Happy Part 1, go back and catch it after you listen to this one. Pause this one and go back and listen to that one, however you need to swing it. But um, our recap from Trigger Happy um, last last time I was on here, we, we talked about the five W's and the H's um, and being trigger, tra- trigger happy. Who triggers you? What triggers you? Um, why are you triggered? How are you triggered? Uh, where are you triggered? Um, and we talked about those things and I got real on that podcast, y'all. So not trying to hype myself up like I'm the goat out here in podcast because I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just started. I just started in December um, and I'm still learning as I go um, through this new journey of a podcast. So thank you for um just being a listener, just being an established audience. If you are not an established audience, go on back and click and make yourself an established audience so that whenever I'm dropping my new podcast, you'll get the notifications for it. Um, so we talked about the five W's and the H's in Trigger Happy. Um, we identified that the trigger is not the person. So even when they're saying mean things, hurtful things, wrong things, condescending things, we know that it is not the person. We talked about how um, when you begin to identify your triggers, you have to have target practice. So when, and your target is your response. So when you respond, know that you're not responding to that person. Know that it is not them. But that it's a it's a greater influence behind them. Okay, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Um, I also there I go with that um again, y'all. Keep praying. <laughs> we also talked about um, principalities. Um, that a lot of these conflicts that we get in with people, it's it's a principality. And I'm gonna go a little bit deeper into that on um, my uh, so. I'm going to get into the, the principalities a little later in this podcast, but I wanted to bring out the B word, which is boundaries. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So before I got on this podcast, I actually reached out to like some people that are near and dear to my heart are very close to me. I respect their opinion. I respect their, their insight, their counsel. And I just, you know, what does it look like for you when you set boundaries? What does that look like when people overstep your boundaries? How are you intentional about setting boundaries? And I got a few responses. Um, One of my sisters, I'm sure she won't mind me throwing her name out there, Angel. um, She talked about how anything that is robbing you of your peace, anything that um, just disturbs that peace, that's a clear indicator for her that uh, she has to set boundaries either by establishing and standing up for herself or just like straight up cutting it off. One of my other friends said that she's not good at setting boundaries um, because she feels like she keeps toxic people in her life too long. 
So she has not mastered uh, setting boundaries. So it was it was something again, I'll be transparent. Um, not going to say that I was triggered this go round, but it was something that definitely irritated me that had me question. Why do I feel like it's still the same cycle? Why do I feel like it's like the same things that keep going on in my new walk of trying to establish boundaries? So anybody who knows me, I am an educator. I teach children. I love doing it. I am a teacher. Naturally, I am a teacher. Spiritually, I I just am a teacher. So I'm going to bring out the definition of boundary, okay? This is a line that marks the limits of an area, okay? So you're probably thinking, what does boundaries have to do with being trigger happy or being triggered, okay? One, let me just say this. If you have not established a healthy boundary, If there has been a breach in boundaries, this can cause you to be triggered and then ultimately trigger happy. Okay. There I go with that K again, y'all too. (laughs) It's going to come out. I know it is. Here I grow. Okay. See, it's just my word, y'all. So when I was thinking about boundaries, and how to tie it in to trigger happy. If a, if a poor boundary has been established, or if you haven't ever had the opportunity to set a healthy boundary. See, because here's the thing. You can set a boundary in your mind. You can know what you like, what you don't like, how you want people to talk to you, how you want people to approach you, how you want them to treat you, all of these things. But if you never voice that, if you never convey that to the person, it's an unhealthy boundary, right? Right. So these things can trigger you if there's a breach in boundaries or or, uh, not a healthy boundary being established, this can trigger you because then you, you begin to walk into the anger, the bitterness, the offense, the disrespect, um, you could begin to walk into these things because there's a breach of boundary. Okay. So on today's podcast, I just want to talk a little bit about how we can establish healthy boundaries so that we're not being triggered so that the response is not trigger happy. And let me just say this off the record for free. It is okay. You guys to, cut people off. I know that some would think that this goes beyond um, the good the good rule, the golden rule, you know, treat others as you want to be treated. I know that some would probably think that this is not healthy. I know that some may even view this as like brash or harsh. But in reality, you all, we teach people how to treat us. We teach them how to love us. We teach them how to respect us. We teach them how to cherish us, handle us. We teach people how to do this, okay? So this particular podcast is coming from the fact that, once again, 
not triggered, but I was very irritated with the situation. I often feel like with certain people, they they undermine me. That often leaves me in a space, in a state, to where I feel disrespected. I feel unworthy. I feel ignored, rejected. So here comes some of those those little negative, nasty things that keep coming up, right? But in that, it makes me feel that way. So last night, I had a moment. I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm over it. I'm completely over it. And then this morning, I was kind of reflecting on, okay, did I do everything right? Did I say everything right? Did I approach this party the right way? And the word boundaries was like really loud for me. So I knew that this was something that I needed to touch on. So remember, boundary is a line that marks the limits of an area. We have to be able to develop healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries keep the relationship thriving. Healthy boundaries can help the relationship grow. And and yeah, I feel like through the growing and through the cultivating and through the mastering, the boundaries expand, they grow, right? But it's nothing wrong with having healthy boundaries in a relationship. Because again, like my sister said, anything that disturbs you from your peace, that's something that has to be cut off. That's something that has to be altered. That is something that has to be revamped. Because in the relationship, you want peace. In the relationship, you want healthiness. In the relationship, you want growth. In the relationship, you want, as you grow with a person, the vulnerability grows, the trust grows, the confidentiality grows, the respect grows. These things happen when you cultivate the relationship properly. Okay? Boundaries take vulnerability. It takes trust. It takes respect. It takes thoughtfulness. And this is a word. This is my word for 2022, y'all. Reciprocity. Okay? If I literally cannot feel that reciprocity, for me, that's a boundary. So if I don't feel the reciprocity, then we got to cut it out. We, we, we just got to do away with it. We got to leave it alone. And, and what I mean by reciprocity is I don't literally need you to do the same things for me as I've done for you. So if I give you $20, I don't need you to give me $20 back. But I do need you to be available. I do need you to be honest. I do need you to tell me how you want me to treat you. Reciprocity. That is my word in 2022. Reciprocity. Y'all say it with me. Reciprocity. Boom. Okay. So my scripture base is uh, 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love keep no record of wrong. Okay. Y'all know the scripture. Look it up. Okay. It's in there. But the main thing that Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians 13, and they call it like the love passage, the love scripture. He talked about love. 
And he also, and I'm paraphrasing, he also referred to if I have these gifts, if I have these 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 great qualities, if I have all these things and I don't have love, what did he say? I'm like a singling, a, a tingling brass or however he said it. Symbols, right? So pretty much he was saying, if I got all this stuff and I don't have no love, I ain't doing nothing but making noise. It don't mean nothing, right? And when we begin to set boundaries, we, we have to understand that we, we do that in love, okay? And there's nothing wrong with establishing, establishing healthy boundaries. Now, everybody's boundaries may look different. I'm just going to use one of mine to help paint the picture a little clearer. A healthy boundary for me is approach. I don't mind a person keeping it real with me. I don't mind a person um, saying, okay, BG, when you said that, you were wrong. When you did that, you were wrong. But I do have a struggle with if you are yelling at me when you're doing that, if you are being disrespectful when you're doing that, if you throw a whole bunch of insults in there while you're doing that, that triggers me. So once I lay that boundary out there and I feel like that's a boundary that you keep overstepping with knowledge that you know I don't like when you do that to me. Yeah, that puts me in a place where now I'm going to have to put a lid on it and we got to be done. And it's not that you don't love the person or that you don't like them. But again, we teach people how to treat us. If y'all don't hear nothing else I say on this podcast, hear that. We teach people how to treat us. And one of the things that I was able to glean from reflecting with my father was that he was showing me that the reason why you keep being in this situation where you kind of feel like you're cycling and it's the same silly stuff going on and it's the same dumb stuff going on, daughter, you are literally in this place because you have you have not been able to properly establish a healthy boundary. Okay. So a lot of times when we get into like disappointment and anger and bitterness and unrealistic expectations and when we begin to get in a place where we're always feeling like we got to be silent, we can't say what we really want to say to that person, we can't do what we really want to do. A lot of times when we find ourselves in these places, it's because a healthy boundary was never established. And I want y'all to think about that real quick. I want you to think about that. Did you think about it? All right, here I go, painting the picture. Fly with me. Think about like a friendship or a romantic relationship that you got in, right? And in the beginning, you vibing. You're getting to know this person. They're getting to know you. It's a lot of great conversations. It's a lot of... um, enlightening conversations it's a good vibe as the young people would say it's a vibe right so we're vibing and we continue to vibe and then that person says something to you or you say something to them and y'all don't like it and then it starts to cause all this toil and confusion and 
and hurt and damage. So let's just say that that relationship ends up going south, going sour. And you're like, how did I get here? Everything was so good in the beginning. Everything was so right. The vibe was there. The energy was there. I'm just using some of the words that some of the young people use. You know what I'm saying? Okay. The vibe was there. The energy was like lit. But now I feel like I can't even talk to this person. Now I feel like every time something needs to be addressed, it, it's like we bumping heads. It's it's like there's no understanding. There's no peace. There's no no respect. There's no, you know, we, we talking to be heard, but nobody's talking to be understood. Okay? This can happen when you don't properly set healthy boundaries. Now, the time as to when you need to set that boundary, that has to be done with discretion and discernment. You may not be able to set that healthy boundary until you have one of them like off the wire conversations. Fly with me. I'm going somewhere. Right. So it may be like, okay, you remember when you approached me and you were kind of brash and harsh? I don't like when you talk to me like that because it, it makes me feel disrespected. Right. That's how you may be able to set that boundary. There was a person that I was speaking to one time. And they were very vocal. Very straightforward. Very just boom, I'm putting it in your face. And I told the person, I said, you were not right when you said that. And they said, well, I said what I said and I stand on it. I said, okay, that's fine. The problem is not you being vocal. The problem is not you being honest. The problem is not you being expressive with your words. The problem is your delivery. You could have said everything you just said in a healthier way. In a more respectful way. Y'all, y'all going with me or y'all, y'all still feeling like I'm just kind of throwing stuff out there. Now ask yourself this, are you good at setting boundaries? Do you know how to set boundaries? Because I'm being transparent. I was a woman that would literally allow a person to continue to disrespect me, mistreat me, say whatever they wanted to say, do whatever they wanted to do. And I wouldn't say anything because I avoid confrontation. A lot of people view me as this big confrontational person, but I'm really not. I hate confrontation. I literally hate it, y'all. So in my mind... I used to be that type of woman where I'm like, oh, that kind of hurt my feelings, but I'm not going to say anything because I don't want them to be mad at me. I don't want them to stop talking to me. I don't want to lose this relationship. So for years, I would literally just allow people to treat me how they wanted to treat me, speak to me how they wanted to speak to me, handle me however they wanted to handle me. But on the inside, y'all, it was doing a number on me. Y'all, I walked in bitterness and offense for a long time.
time. And it wasn't because I didn't want to stand up for myself. I didn't know how to stand up for myself in a respectful way, in a direct way to where I need to say this to you and then I'm done. I didn't know how to do that because I was always so consumed and worried about how people was going to feel about it, how they was going to view me, how they was going to take it, how they was going to treat me. And so I'm in this new season, y'all, where 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 God is literally teaching me how to advocate for myself on my last podcast when I talked about trigger happy. I literally gave God the glory because for once in my life. I was able to tell this person, I don't like how you deliver things to me. And I began to tell this person, we have talked about so many things on different levels, sex, men, relationships, church, family, friends, business, children, dreams, goals, ambitions. We've literally had so many real talks. You could have came to me in a different manner. And I told them, I don't appreciate when you talk to me like that. That was new for me, y'all. That was a shift. Because I've I've never been the one who was able to really do that. Or in the past, I would get trigger happy and then I'd get diarrhea at the mouth. Then I would just say whatever I felt, say whatever I thought, say it with anger, say it with bitterness, say, you see what I'm saying? So then, so then it still wasn't received because my spirit wasn't right. Let me tell y'all something. My spiritual mother told me something um, a couple years ago and I've never forgot it. She said, Brandy, sometimes we can say the right thing with the wrong spirit. And so if you're still saying the right thing with the wrong spirit, it's still not being received. So what's my first point, Brandy? When you begin to establish healthy boundaries with a child, a boyfriend, husband, girlfriend, family member, co-worker, church person, whoever, when you begin to establish your healthy boundaries. Do not address issues when until you are emotionally, spiritually, and mentally regulated. Why? Because we don't want to become trigger happy. We don't want to empty the clip because we're feeling something and we haven't processed that. You don't want to aim it at the wrong person. You don't want to have a belligerent attitude. You don't want to precipitate matters of war that don't need to be war. Go back to the first podcast. I'm still hitting points from that. So when you're in this place where you're, where you're ready to set healthy boundaries, make sure that you are emotionally, spiritually, and mentally regulated to do that. Because here's the thing, when you set a boundary with a person, it needs to be clear. Right? It can't just be, I don't like how you talking to me and you be talking real harsh and you be talking real brash. That's not a boundary. The boundary is even if we're having a hard, even if we're in a hard place, I literally need us to be able to lean into that hard conversation and you say the things that you need to say to me respectfully. 
so that I can understand you, so that I can hear your heart, so that I know how to treat you. Because once you set this boundary, you're not setting it for just you. You're setting it for you and whoever this person is that you're in a relationship with. with. Okay? I said K that time, but I needed to say K. Two, be consistent in your boundaries. If it is not okay for a person to cuss you out yesterday, it's not okay today. It's not okay next year. It's not okay next month. It's not okay five minutes from now. Be consistent in the boundaries that you establish with the people that you're in a relationship with. This And, and guess what? These boundaries may look different for other people. But be consistent in the boundaries that you set. This is, this is another reason why there's, there's so much chaos and turmoil and confusion in the relationships that we get in with people because we're not consistent on what we say. We're not consistent on what we do. We're not consistent. And guess what? I've been inconsistent in how I've set boundaries with people. So guess what is the deeper message that I was sending to some of these people? I'm not trustworthy. I don't have a sound mind, right? Come on, man. We got to look at how we, how we project that. Because I can't establish a healthy boundary with you, that literally makes me look double-minded, which is another podcast for another time. But we got to be consistent in what we do and what we say and what we want. Okay? So, I talked about principalities on the last podcast. And, and, and let me give you a simple term of what a principality is. A principality is anything that is in conflict with God, with his principles, with his word, with his precepts. Okay, so these conversations, I'm going back to these conversations. I said it last time. They, they, they get in a turmoil. You, you ready to turn up. They ready to turn up because it's a principality. Anything that goes against the peace of God is a principality. Anything that goes against unity and love is a principality. It's mess. It's junk. It's confusion. It's pain. It's a principality. It's a principality. I don't know why God has me like on that, y'all. But we got to understand what we're dealing with. Who we dealing with? What we dealing with? Why are we dealing with it? It's a principality. Do you honestly think that the enemy wants you to have harmonious relationships? He does not. A harmonious and healthy relationship. He doesn't. Division is a principality. And I ain't going to harp on that too long. I'm not going to harp on that too long. But you catch my drift. So we got to be consistent. 
And we still have to give grace while we're setting boundaries. So every time, okay, let me say it this way. If you set a boundary and a person may overstep that, might be unintentionally. This is where you got to learn how to pick your battles. Do I really need to address that? Maybe they just had a bad day. Maybe, uh, I don't know, I'm tired. So maybe I'm a little emotional today. Whatever. Give grace in your boundaries that you set with people. Grace, not grease. Now, they just keep sliding down that disrespectful road, sliding down that road. Especially if they're knowledgeable. Then, yeah, it's time to. Get them scissors out. Because one thing that I'm learning as I go through relationship with people that are in my life is learning how to pick the battle. Y'all, my offense in the past would either make me address everything or address nothing. Like I literally went from one extreme to another. Either I'm about to like trigger happy. Either I'm about to like let you hear about what you did today, but also everything you've been doing for the last five years of my life and how I'm tired of it and you ain't going to do this anymore and I'm sick of it. Or I would just remain silent and then I would withdraw and then I would isolate. Then the person had no clue what was going on and I wasn't advocating that to them. I wasn't vocalizing that. Right? But in this season, I'm literally learning how to use wisdom. God, do I need to say something to that person for that? Or do I just need to pray about it and leave it alone? So learning how to pick your battles when you set boundaries is going to be important. Because every time a person oversteps a boundary or every time a person does something, that doesn't always mean that they did it intentionally. So give them some grace. Now, five years later, if a person is still calling you and cussing you out and disrespecting you, that ain't grace. That's foolishness. Okay? There will be backlash when you begin to set boundaries. Be okay with their response. When you go to set these healthy boundaries with people, whatever that looks like for you, because you have to decipher that in the relationship. You have to decipher what's okay and what's not okay, what you what you expect, what you will not tolerate. That that is at your discretion. But if there's not a healthy boundary set, if there is a breach boundary, this can cause you to be trigger happy. Because it's like, okay, you keep cussing at me. You keep keep doing this after I've asked you not to do this. Now you didn't piss me off. Now you didn't disrespect. You see what I'm saying? You still got to be able to identify your triggers through your boundaries. 
when you establish, especially if you're a stat, let me say this, especially if you're establishing a boundary, a healthy boundary with a person where there's been unhealthy boundaries, where there's been a lot of damage, where there's been a lot of pain, where there's been a lot of confusion or whatever the dynamic of the relationship has been, understand that when you set a healthy boundary, you're going to get some backlash. Oh, you're always being dramatic. You tripping. No, that's fine. It's not about their response. It's about you setting that boundary. Because ultimately, once you set the boundary, they have the choice to be able to either operate inside of that boundary with you or not. But it's, it's not about their response. Be intentional about setting the boundary. Be intentional about being consistent in that boundary. Be intentional about being regulated through the relationship. I'm throw this one in there for free. Ask them, what are your boundaries for me in this relationship? What do you expect me to do? How do you expect me to treat you? How do you expect me to handle you? Come on, y'all. We coming into a season where we got to learn how to have healthy relationships, functional relationships, lasting relationships. Because a relationship with your children is lasting. You're always going to be their parent. They're always going to be your child. That doesn't change. But how we talk to each other can change. How we handle each other when we're angry or irritated with each other can change. How we communicate with each other can change. So this, this B word that I'm bringing up is not just for like a romantic setting. It's for every relationship that you value. And if that person values you, and check this out. You may find out how much a person does not value you once you set the boundary. You may find out that when you ask somebody for reciprocity, how they completely back off. You, you, you gonna find out where you really at with people when you start setting these boundaries. And that's okay. If they don't value your time, who you are, what you stand for, that's okay. Now you have a choice to make. Listen, I'm going in 2022 with my word, y'all. Reciprocity. I need it to be reciprocal. We don't have to talk on the phone every day, all day for six hours a day. No, we don't. We got real lives. Let me tell y'all something. My closest friends, like my, 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 my gutter chicks, if you will. They all married. My life coach is single, but about the friends I've I've developed relationships with, and we have boundaries, and they all married. Girl, I know we can't sit on the phone every day for two and three hours. I'm a single mom. I got three kids. I'm a stay-at-home mom right now. So that's like having two full-time jobs. Okay. We ain't got time to be chatting on the phone all day, every day for extensive. I get it. But if I text you and say, sis, I need you. Text me. What you need, sis? How can I pray for you? If I need a vent, sis, I need a vent. Okay, well, I can't call you right now, but let me call you tonight when I put the kids to bed. 
reciprocity. Not, I'm just, I, I, I'm just in a season right now and I'm just, I'm just not, um, I'm not responding to people right now. What? Because really, you guys, no matter the level of the relationship, no matter what kind of relationship, relationships take work. This is why boundaries are important. If we say we're friends or or we're in a romantic relationship, let's even bring this like two notches higher. You say you love God and you serve him and you live for him, but you don't talk to him. The things that he deems that breaks his heart and, and, and things that he deems is sin. You don't abide in that. Is that a relationship? How do you operate through strains on your relationship? Where do strains in the relationship even come from? It comes from not having healthy boundaries. And not being consistent with those healthy boundaries. It's black and white today, y'all. I'm sorry. Not sorry. But I gotta I gotta give it to you real. Because a lot of times we enter into these places of disappointment and 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 failure and 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 heartache and pain because we would not establish a boundary. We wouldn't. We just kept on. Oh, well, they're just having a bad day. I don't want to say anything. Have you didn't had a bad day for a month and you tripped? No, bro. We we need to talk. We need to we need to press through some things. I thank God for my director at one of my previously previous jobs. She said, Brandy, you got to learn how to lean into hard conversations. Because in those hard conversations, the things that a person might say to you that you don't want to hear or the things you may say to a person, that's a hard conversation. And you have to lean into that because conversation brings clarity. Conversation brings clarity. Conversation brings clarity. Remember that. And again, in those hard conversations, you're going to know exactly what that person thinks, what they feel, how they operate. But don't get caught up on that. Thank God for the revelation. Because if you've been pondering or swaying, if this is healthy, pondering or swaying, if there's loyalty here, pondering or swaying, if there's a, a mutual level of respect, pondering and swaying, when you get into that hard place with that person, you're going to know. Now, what are you going to do with it after you know? One of my friends said that she literally stays in toxic relationships with people in her life um, for extended periods because she has not developed or mastered boundaries. That's a real issue. Like, everybody has struggled with that. And although she might have felt like that was something terrible for her to say, no, it's a real fact. 
a lot of us stay in these bad relationships, stay in these unhealthy relationships, stay in these toxic relationships because we don't want to hurt the person's feelings. We we, we don't want to come off as the villain. That's been me lately. Oh, I'm not going to say nothing because I don't want to be the villain. I don't want to be the bad guy. So remember trigger happy. Who, what, when, where, why, how. Remember that you have to develop target practice. Remember that you have to identify the trigger so that you ain't emptying the clip on the wrong person. Remember that you have to set a boundary when you're when you're uh, regulated, remember that you have to be consistent with the boundary and remember that there will be some backlash. It's almost like when you like have sex with a dude and then you stop having sex with him and they're like, well, we've been doing this. Why are we stopping now? Same thing in setting healthy boundaries. You're going to get that response because um, that's something that you haven't required before. That's something that you haven't um, established. That's something that you haven't been vocal in. So um, expect the backlash, but don't don't get caught up in that. Don't allow that to trigger you. Set the boundary and be consistent. And then what did I say? Ask them what they expect from you. This is how we begin to get into healthy relationships. All right. All right. So, quick podcast, but I feel like it was a TNT today. It was small, but it was powerful. For me, it was. So, as I close, I was thinking about something real cute today. Um, There's a song that I used to sing with my pre-K class. Y'all probably know it because y'all probably had to sing it too. And this is my closing. The more we get together... Together, together, the more we get together, the happier we'll be. So this is BG closing out on The Village Keepers. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. Hello, hello, everybody. It's your girl, BG, Brandy Green, coming back to you one more time from the Village Keepers. I am here. I'm sitting at my table, y'all. I'm actually looking outside. Um, For some of us who live where I live, y'all know it has snowed. It's a snow day. The kids are at home. We're all chilling. But I'm just sitting out. I'm sitting inside, looking outside at the snow. And I must say... um, for like the first time in like years I'm I just think it's beautiful um so after this podcast I'm gonna get me and my son dressed and we're gonna go outside and we are going to play in the snow maybe make a snowman snow angel um just throw it at each other whatever it's one of those days y'all but I'm here um and I'm back for a part two to trigger happy Um, The title of this podcast is going to be called The B Word. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know some of y'all tapped in because y'all thought I was going to be talking about that other B Word. But the B Word that I have today is boundaries. Say it with me. Boundaries. So, um, 
listen y'all i've gotten a lot of great feedback from trigger happy so everybody who has given me feedback has given me their thoughts um a lot of people said it was a really good podcast i think it was one of my best i've actually erased some old podcasts that i did before that so trigger happy was like that that breakthrough like that bust in the podcast for me I've gotten a lot of great feedback from trigger happy and I'm so happy because that came from a real place for me y'all everything that I told you guys from trigger happy part one were things that I actually had to walk through things that I had to experience things that I had to glean from and learn from so it it was just a great podcast um, and I'm so happy about it and I give God all the glory he's the only one that gets the glory from my podcast anyway um, so I'm just going to give a real quick uh, recap if you didn't catch trigger happy part one go back and catch it after you listen to this one pause this one and go back and listen to that one however you need to swing it but um our recap from trigger happy um last last time i was on here we we talked about the five w's and the h's um and being trigger track trigger happy who triggers you what triggers you um why are you triggered how are you triggered Uh, where are you triggered Um, and we talked about those things and I got real on that podcast y'all so not trying to hype myself up like I'm the goat out here in podcast because I'm not I'm I'm, I'm just started I just started in December um, and I'm still learning as I go um, through this new journey of a podcast so thank you for um, just being a listener just being an established audience if you are not an established audience Go on back and click and make yourself an established audience so that whenever I'm dropping my new podcast, you'll get the notifications for it. Um, So we talked about the five W's and the H's in Trigger Happy. Um, We identified that the trigger is not the person. So even when they're saying mean things, hurtful things, wrong things, condescending things, we know that it is not the person. We talked about how um, when you begin to identify your triggers, you have to have target practice. So when, and your target is your response. So when you respond, know that you're not responding to that person. Know that it is not them, but that it's a, it's a greater influence behind them. Okay, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Um, I also, there I go with that um again, y'all. Keep praying. (laughs) We also talked about um, principalities. Um, That a lot of these conflicts that we get in with people, it's it's a principality. And I'm going to go a little bit deeper into that on um, my... uh, So... I'm going to get into the the principalities a little later in this podcast, but I wanted to bring out the B word, which is boundaries. Okay. So before I got on this podcast, I actually reached out to like some people that are near and dear to my heart are very close to me. I respect their opinion. I respect their, their insight, their counsel. And I just, you know, what does it look like for you when you set boundaries? 
what does that look like when people overstep your boundaries? How are you intentional about setting boundaries? And I got a few responses. Um, One of my sisters, I'm sure she won't mind me throwing her name out there, Angel. um, She talked about how anything that is robbing you of your peace, anything that um, just disturbs that peace, that's a clear indicator for her that uh, she has to set boundaries either by establishing and standing up for herself or just like straight up cutting it off. One of my other friends said that she's not good at setting boundaries um, because she feels like she keeps toxic people in her life too long. So she has not mastered uh, setting boundaries. So it was it was something, again, I'll be transparent. Um, not going to say that I was triggered this go round, but it was something that definitely irritated me that had me question why do I feel like it's still the same cycle? Why do I feel like it's like the same things that keep going on in my new walk of trying to establish boundaries? So anybody who knows me, I am an educator. I teach children. I love doing it. I am a teacher. Naturally, I am a teacher. Spiritually, I I just am a teacher. So I'm going to bring out the definition of boundary, okay? This is a line that marks the limits of an area, okay? So you're probably thinking, what does boundaries have to do with being trigger happy or being triggered, okay? One, let me just say this. If you have not established a healthy boundary... If there has been a breach in boundaries, this can cause you to be triggered and then ultimately trigger happy. Okay? There I go with that K again, y'all, too. (laughs) It's going to come out. I know it is. Here I grow. Okay? See? It's just my word, y'all. So, when I was thinking about boundaries... And how to tie it in to trigger happy. If a, if a poor boundary has been established. Or if you haven't ever had the opportunity to set a healthy boundary. See, because here's the thing. You can set a boundary in your mind. You can know what you like, what you don't like. How you want people to talk to you. How you want people to approach you. How you want them to treat you. All of these things. But if you never voice that if you never convey that to the person it's an unhealthy boundary right right so these things can trigger you if there's a breach in boundaries or or, uh, not a healthy boundary being established this can trigger you because then you you begin to walk into the anger the bitterness the offense the disrespect um you can begin to walk into these things because there's a breach of boundary, okay? So on today's podcast, I just want to talk a little bit about how we can establish healthy boundaries so that we're not being triggered, so that the response is not trigger happy. And let me just say this, off the record for free, it is okay, you guys, to cut people off 
I know that some would think that this goes beyond um, the good the good rule, the golden rule, you know, treat others as you want to be treated. I know that some will probably think that this is not healthy. I know that some may even view this as like brash or harsh. But in reality, you all, we teach people how to treat us. We teach them how to love us. We teach them how to respect us. We teach them how to cherish us, handle us. We teach people how to do this, okay? So this particular podcast is coming from the fact that once again, not triggered, but I was very irritated with the situation. I often feel like with certain people, they they undermine me. That often leaves me in a space, in a state, to where I feel disrespected, I feel unworthy, I feel ignored, rejected. So here comes some of those those little negative, nasty things that keep coming up, right? But in that, it makes me feel that way. So last night, I had a moment. I was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm over it. I'm completely over it. And then this morning, I was kind of reflecting on, okay, did I do everything right? Did I say everything right? Did I approach this party the right way? And the word boundaries was like really loud for me. So I knew that this was something that I needed to touch on. So remember, boundary is a line that marks the limits of an area. We have to be able to develop healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries keep the relationship thriving. Healthy boundaries can help the relationship grow. And and yeah, I feel like through the growing and through the cultivating and through the mastering, the boundaries expand, they grow, right? But it's nothing wrong with having healthy boundaries in a relationship. Because again, like my sister said, anything that disturbs you from your peace, that's something that has to be cut off. That's something that has to be altered. That is something that has to be revamped. Because in the relationship, you want peace. In the relationship, you want healthiness. In the relationship, you want growth. In the relationship, you want, as you grow with a person, the vulnerability grows, the trust grows, the confidentiality grows, the respect grows. These things happen when you cultivate the relationship properly. Okay? Boundaries take vulnerability. It takes trust. It takes respect. It takes thoughtfulness. And this is a word. This is my word for 2022, y'all reciprocity okay if I literally cannot feel that reciprocity for me that's a boundary so if I don't feel the reciprocity then we got to cut it out we, we, we just got to do away with it we got to leave it alone and and what I mean by reciprocity is I don't literally need you to do the same things for me as I've done for you so if I give you $20 I don't need you to give me $20 back But I do need you to be available. I do need you to be honest. 
I do need you to tell me how you want me to treat you. Reciprocity. That is my word in 2022. Reciprocity. Y'all say it with me. Reciprocity. Boom. Okay. So my scripture base is uh, 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love keep no record of wrong. Okay. Y'all know the scripture. Look it up. Okay. It's in there. But the main thing that Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians 13, and they call it like the love passage, the love scripture, he talked about love. And he also, and I'm paraphrasing, he also referred to if I have these gifts, if I have these, these, these great qualities, if I have all these things and I don't have love, what did he say? I'm like a singling, a, a tingling brass or however he said it. Symbols, right? So pretty much he was saying, if I got all this stuff and I don't have no love, I ain't doing nothing but making noise. It don't mean nothing, right? And when we begin to set boundaries, we, we have to understand that we, we do that in love, okay? And there's nothing wrong with establishing healthy boundaries. Now, everybody's boundaries may look different. I'm just going to use one of mine to help paint the picture a little clearer. A healthy boundary for me is approach. I don't mind a person keeping it real with me. I don't mind a person... um, saying okay BG when you said that you were wrong when you did that you were wrong but I do have a struggle with if you are yelling at me when you're doing that if you are being disrespectful when you're doing that if you throw a whole bunch of insults in there while you're doing that that triggers me So once I lay that boundary out there and I feel like that's a boundary that you keep overstepping with knowledge that you know I don't like when you do that to me, yeah, that puts me in a place where now I'm going to have to put a lid on it and we got to be done. And it's not that you don't love the person or that you don't like them, but again, we teach people how to treat us. If y'all don't hear nothing else I say on this podcast, hear that. We teach people how to treat us. And one of the things that I was able to glean from reflecting with my father was that he was showing me that the reason why you keep being in this situation where you kind of feel like you're cycling and it's the same silly stuff going on and it's the same dumb stuff going on, daughter, you are literally in this place because you have you have not been able to properly establish a healthy boundary. Okay? So a lot of times when we get into like disappointment and anger and bitterness and unrealistic expectations and when we begin to get in a place where we're always feeling like we got to be silent, we can't say what we really want to say to that person, we can't do what we really want to do. A lot of times when we find ourselves in these places, it's because a healthy boundary was never established. And I want y'all to think about that real quick. I want you to think about that. Did you think about it? All right, here I go, painting the picture. Fly with me. 
Think about like a friendship or a romantic relationship that you got in, right? And in the beginning, you vibing, you're getting to know this person, they're getting to know you. It's a lot of great conversations. It's a lot of um, enlightening conversations. It's a good vibe, as the young people would say. It's a vibe, right? So we're vibing and we continue to vibe. And then that person says something to you or you say something to them and y'all don't like it. And then it starts to cause all this toil and confusion and and hurt and damage. So let's just say that that relationship ends up going south, going sour. And you're like, how did I get here? Everything was so good in the beginning. Everything was so right the vibe was there the energy was there I'm just using some of the words that some of the young people use you know what I'm saying okay the vibe was there the energy was like lit but now I feel like I can't even talk to this person now I feel like every time something needs to be addressed it, it's like we bumping heads it's it's like there's no understanding there's no peace there's no no respect there's no you know we we talking to be heard but nobody's talking to be understood Okay, this can happen when you don't properly set healthy boundaries. Now, the time as to when you need to set that boundary, that has to be done with discretion and discernment. You may not be able to set that healthy boundary until you have one of them like off the wire conversations. Fly with me, I'm going somewhere, right? So it may be like, Okay, you remember when you approached me and you were kind of brash and harsh? I don't like when you talk to me like that because it, it makes me feel disrespected. Right? That's how you may be able to set that boundary. There was a person that I was speaking to one time. And they were very vocal. Very straightforward. Very just boom, I'm putting it in your face. And I told the person, I said, you were not right when you said that. And they said, well, I said what I said and I stand on it. I said, okay, that's fine. The problem is not you being vocal. The problem is not you being honest. The problem is not you being expressive with your words. The problem is your delivery. You could have said everything you just said in a healthier way, in a more respectful way. Y'all, y'all going with me or y'all, y'all still feeling like I'm just kind of throwing stuff out there. Now ask yourself this, are you good at setting boundaries? Do you know how to set boundaries? Because I'm being transparent. I was a woman that would literally allow a person to continue to disrespect me, mistreat me, say whatever they wanted to say, do whatever they wanted to do. And I wouldn't say anything because I avoid confrontation. A lot of people view me as this big confrontational person, but I'm really not. I hate confrontation. 
I literally hate it, y'all. So in my mind, I used to be that type of woman where I'm like, oh, that kind of hurt my feelings, but I'm not going to say anything because I don't want them to be mad at me. I don't want them to stop talking to me. I don't want to lose this relationship. So for years, I would literally just allow people to treat me how they wanted to treat me, speak to me how they wanted to speak to me, handle me however they wanted to handle me. But on the inside, y'all, it was doing a number on me. Y'all, I walked in bitterness and offense for a long time. And it wasn't because I didn't want to stand up for myself. I didn't know how to stand up for myself in a respectful way, in a direct way to where I need to say this to you and then I'm done. I didn't know how to do that because I was always so consumed and worried about how people was going to feel about it, how they was going to view me, how they was going to take it, how they was going to treat me. And so I'm in this new season, y'all, where 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 God is literally teaching me how to advocate for myself. On my last podcast, when I talked about trigger happy, I literally gave God the glory because for once in my life, I was able to tell this person, I don't like how you deliver things to me. And I began to tell this person, we have talked about so many things on different levels, sex, men, relationships, church, family, friends, business, children, dreams, goals, ambitions. We've literally had so many real talks you could have came to me in a different manner. And I told them, I don't appreciate when you talk to me like that. That was new for me, y'all. That was a shift. Because I've I've never been the one who was able to really do that. Or in the past, I would get trigger happy and then I'd get diarrhea at the mouth. Then I would just say whatever I felt, say whatever I thought, say it with anger, say it with bitterness, say, you see what I'm saying? So then, so then it still wasn't received because my spirit wasn't right. Let me tell y'all something. My spiritual mother told me something um, a couple years ago and I've never forgot it. She said, Brandy, sometimes we can say the right thing with the wrong spirit. And so if you're still saying the right thing with the wrong spirit, it's still not being received. So what's my first point, Brandy? When you begin to establish healthy boundaries with a child, a boyfriend, husband, girlfriend, family member, co-worker, church person, whoever, when you begin to establish your healthy boundaries. Do not address issues when until you are emotionally, spiritually, and mentally regulated. Why? Because we don't want to become trigger happy. We don't want to empty the clip because we're feeling something and we haven't processed that. You don't want to aim it at the wrong person. You don't want to have a belligerent attitude. You don't want to precipitate matters of war that don't need to be war. Go back to the first podcast. I'm still hitting points from that. 
So when you're in this place where you're where you're ready to set healthy boundaries, make sure that you are emotionally, spiritually, and mentally regulated to do that. Because here's the thing, when you set a boundary with a person, it needs to be clear. Right? It can't just be, I don't like how you talking to me and you be talking real harsh and you be talking real brash. That's not a boundary. The boundary is even if we're having a hard, even if we're in a hard place, I literally need us to be able to lean into that hard conversation and you say the things that you need to say to me respectfully so that I can understand you, so that I can hear your heart, so that I know how to treat you. Because once you set this boundary, you're not setting it for just you. You're setting it for you and whoever this person is that you're in a relationship with. with. Okay? I said K that time, but I needed to say K. Two, be consistent in your boundaries. If it is not okay for a person to cuss you out yesterday, it's not okay today. It's not okay next year. It's not okay next month. It's not okay five minutes from now. Be consistent in the boundaries that you establish with the people that you're in a relationship with. This And, and guess what? These boundaries may look different for other people. But be consistent in the boundaries that you set. This is, this is another reason why there's, there's so much chaos and turmoil and confusion in the relationships that we get in with people because we're not consistent on what we say. We're not consistent on what we do. We're not consistent. And guess what? I've been inconsistent in how I've set boundaries with people. So guess what is the deeper message that I was sending to some of these people? I'm not trustworthy. I don't have a sound mind, right? Come on, man. We got to look at how we how we project that. Because I can't establish a healthy boundary with you. That literally makes me look double-minded. Which is another podcast for another time. But we got to be consistent in what we do and what we say and what we want. Okay? So... I talked about principalities on the last podcast. And and, and let me give you a simple term of what a principality is. A principality is anything that is in conflict with God, with his principles, with his word, with his precepts. Okay, so these conversations, I'm going back to these conversations. I said it last time. They they get in a turmoil. You, You ready to turn up. They ready to turn up because it's a principality. Anything that goes against the peace of God is a principality. Anything that goes against unity and love is a principality. It's mess. It's junk. It's confusion. It's pain. It's a principality. It's a principality. I don't know why God has me like on that, y'all. But we got to understand what we're dealing with. Who we dealing with? What we dealing with? Why we dealing with it? 
It's a principality. Do you honestly think that the enemy wants you to have harmonious relationships? He does not. A harmonious and healthy relationship. He doesn't. Division is a principality. And I ain't going to harp on that too long. I'm not going to harp on that too long. But you catch my drift. So we got to be consistent. And we still have to give grace while we're setting boundaries. So every time, it, okay, let me say it this way. If you set a boundary and a person may overstep that, might be an unintentionally. This is where you got to learn how to pick your battles. Do I really need to address that? Maybe they just had a bad day. Maybe, uh, I don't know, I'm tired. So maybe I'm a little emotional today. Whatever. Give grace in your boundaries that you set with people. Grace, not grease. Now, they just keep sliding down that disrespectful road, sliding down that road. Especially if they're knowledgeable. Then, yeah, it's time to get them scissors out because one thing that I'm learning as I go through relationship with people that are in my life is learning how to pick the battle y'all my offense in the past would either make me address everything or address nothing Like, I literally went from one extreme to another. Either I'm about to, like, trigger happy. Either I'm about to, like, let you hear about what you did today, but also everything you've been doing for the last five years of my life and how I'm tired of it and you ain't going to do this anymore and I'm sick of it. Or I would just remain silent and then I would withdraw. And then I would isolate. Then the person had no clue what was going on. And I wasn't advocating that to them. I wasn't vocalizing that. Right? But in this season, I'm literally learning how to use wisdom. God, do I need to say something to that person for that? Or do I just need to pray about it and leave it alone? So learning how to pick your battles when you set boundaries is going to be important. Because every time a person oversteps a boundary or every time a person does something, that doesn't always mean that they did it intentionally. So give them some grace. Now, five years later, if a person's still calling you and cussing you out and disrespecting you, that ain't grace. That's foolishness. There will be backlash when you begin to set boundaries. 
be okay with their response. When you go to set these healthy boundaries with people, whatever that looks like for you, because you have to decipher that in the relationship. You have to decipher what's okay and what's not okay, what you what you expect, what you will not tolerate. That that is at your discretion. But if there's not a healthy boundary set, if there is a breach boundary, this can cause you to be trigger happy. Because it's like, okay, you keep cussing at me. You keep you keep doing this after I've asked you not to do this. Now you didn't piss me off. Now you didn't dis- you see what I'm saying? You still gotta be able to identify your triggers through your boundaries. When you establish, especially if you're a stat, let me say this, especially if you're establishing a boundary, a healthy boundary with a person where there's been unhealthy boundaries, where there's been a lot of damage, where there's been a lot of pain, where there's been a lot of confusion or whatever the dynamic of the relationship has been, understand that when you set a healthy boundary, you're going to get some backlash. Oh, you're always being dramatic. You tripping. No, that's fine. It's not about their response. It's about you setting that boundary. Because ultimately, once you set the boundary, they have the choice to be able to either operate inside of that boundary with you or not. But it's it's not about their response. Be intentional about setting the boundary. Be intentional about being consistent in that boundary. Be intentional about being regulated through the relationship. I'm throw this one in there for free. Ask them, what are your boundaries for me in this relationship? What do you expect me to do? How do you expect me to treat you? How do you expect me to handle you? Come on, y'all. We coming into a season where we got to learn how to have healthy relationships, functional relationships, lasting relationships. Because a relationship with your children is lasting. You're always going to be their parent. They're always going to be your child. That doesn't change. But how we talk to each other can change. How we handle each other when we're angry or irritated with each other can change. How we communicate with each other can change. So this this B word that I'm bringing up is not just for like a romantic setting. It's for every relationship that you value. And if that person values you and check this out, you may find out how much a person does not value you once you set the boundary. You may find out that when you ask somebody for reciprocity, how they completely back off. You, you, you gonna find out where you really at with people when you start setting these boundaries and that's okay. If they don't value your time, who you are, what you stand for, that's okay. Now you have a choice to make. Listen, I'm going in 2022 with my word, y'all. Reciprocity. I need it to be reciprocal. We don't have to talk on the phone every day, all day for six hours a day. No, we don't. 
We got real lives. Let me tell y'all something. My closest friends, like my 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 gutter chicks, if you will, they all married. My life coach is single, but about the friends I've I've developed relationships with and we have boundaries and they all married girl I know we can't sit on the phone every day for two and three hours I'm a single mom I got three kids I'm a stay-at-home mom right now so that's like having two full-time jobs okay we got time to be chatting on the phone all day every day for extensive I get it but if I text you and say sis I need you Text me. What you need, sis? How can I pray for you? If I need a vent, sis, I need a vent. Okay, well, I can't call you right now, but let me call you tonight when I put the kids to bed. Reciprocity. Not, I'm just, I, I, I'm just in a season right now, and I'm just, I'm just not, um, I'm not responding to people right now. What? Because really, you guys, no matter the level of the relationship no matter what kind of relationship relationships take work this is why boundaries are important if we say we're friends or or we're in a romantic relationship let's even bring this like two notches higher you say you love God and you serve him and you live for him but you don't talk to him The things that he deems that breaks his heart and, and, and things that he deems is sin. You don't abide in that. Is that a relationship? How do you operate through strains on your relationship? Where do strains in the relationship even come from? It comes from not having healthy boundaries. And not being consistent with those healthy boundaries. It's black and white today, y'all. I'm sorry. Not sorry. But I gotta I gotta give it to you real. Because a lot of times we enter into these places of disappointment and and, and failure and, and 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 heartache and pain because we would not establish a boundary. wouldn't we just kept on oh well they're just having a bad day I don't want to say anything have you had a bad day for a month and you trip no bro we, we need to talk we need to we need to press through some things I thank God for my director of one of my previously previous jobs she said Brandy you got to learn how to lean into hard conversations because in those hard conversations the things that a person might say to you that you don't want to hear or the things you may say to a person that's a hard conversation and you have to lean into that because conversation brings clarity conversation brings clarity conversation brings clarity remember that and again in those hard conversations you're going to know exactly what that person thinks what they feel how they operate but don't get caught up on that thank God for the revelation 
Because if you've been pondering or swaying, if this is healthy, pondering or swaying, if there's loyalty here, pondering or swaying, if there's a, a mutual level of respect, pondering and swaying, when you get into that hard place with that person, you're going to know. Now, what are you going to do with it after you know? One of my friends said that she literally stays in toxic relationships with people in her life um, for extended periods because she has not developed or mastered boundaries. That's a real issue. Like everybody has struggled with that. And although she might have felt like that was something terrible for her to say, no, it's a real fact. A lot of us stay in these bad relationships, stay in these unhealthy relationships, stay in these toxic relationships because we don't want to hurt the person's feelings. We we, we don't want to come off as the villain. That's been me lately. Oh, I'm not going to say nothing because I don't want to be the villain. I don't want to be the bad guy. So remember trigger happy. Who, what, when, where, why, how. Remember that you have to develop target practice. Remember that you have to identify the trigger so that you ain't emptying the clip on the wrong person. Remember that you have to set a boundary when you're when you're uh, regulated remember that you have to be consistent with the boundary and remember that there will be some backlash it's almost like when you like have sex with a dude and then you stop having sex with him and they're like well we've been doing this why are we stopping now same thing in setting healthy boundaries you're going to get that response because um, that's something that you haven't required before. That's something that you haven't um, established. That's something that you haven't been vocal in. So um, expect the backlash, but don't don't get caught up in that. Don't allow that to trigger you. Set the boundary and be consistent. And then what did I say? Ask them what they expect from you. This is how we begin to get into healthy relationships. All right. So, quick podcast, but I feel like it was a TNT today. It was small, but it was powerful. For me, it was. So, as I close, I was thinking about something real cute today. Um, There's this song that I used to sing with my pre-K class. Y'all probably know it because y'all probably had to sing it too. And this is my closing. The more we get together, 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 the more we get together, the happier we'll be. So this is BG closing out on The Village Keepers. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next time.